Michael Johnson versus Artem Lobov. Fight prediction. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm, and of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So we have the legend returning, Artem. He's been out about a year. Honestly, guys, I don't even think he should be in the UFC. I think it's a joke that he's the co-main event on UFC Fight Night 138, Volkan versus Smith. Um, Johnson's a late notice opponent as well. He wasn't the original opponent. I mean, I just really like if you're talking about the UFC and what they are and what they aspire to be, you got a guy who's got 13 wins and 14 losses as a co-main event that I don't care what card it is or where it is. I can really make the case. He shouldn't even be in the UFC. And I don't think anybody can make the case that he should be the co-main event. Personally, I believe if he wasn't tied to McGregor's hip, he would have been long gone. And I don't know how long they're going to let this guy continue to go. Maybe now that Connor lost his last fight, if he ends up 13 and 15, somebody will shove him out the door. But somebody needs to. I mean, I'll go over his record and I'll go over this matchup. The odds are a bit wide now on the um, straight bat. They didn't open as wide, but obviously there's not going to be many people picking Artem. He, he just, I mean, he doesn't have a history of performing very well in the UFC. He has 13 wins and 14 losses, like I mentioned. Of his 13 wins, he has four by KO, TKO, two subs, and seven decisions. Of his 14 losses, he has one by KO, TKO, two by sub, 11 by decision. I will give him credit. He's shown a good chin throughout his career. Obviously, he's only been stopped once in the 14 losses. But you can see even with his wins, right? He's got four by KO, TKO, two by sub. Most of them are by decision, seven by decision. It's, I mean, that's not something that you really want to see, especially from somebody who's 13 and 14. Johnson's record, in all honesty, is pretty much garbage as well. And the issue I can see with the UFC, and this has happened previously, um, where they had a lot of guys who maybe had names, who had maybe been something more than what they were, you know, five years ago, eight years ago. But you know, recently they weren't looking as good as they should. They had kind of shitty records, even though they had fought everybody and competed against most people and had some wins and losses and alternating wins and losses. You know, just when you see their records, you know, it's not like you really get too excited when they've been beaten 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 times. I mean, what is there to get excited about? You could say, oh, yeah, he's on a run right now. He's looked good in his last two fights, then he loses. This is what happens. There's a there's a reason the top fighters are not only have the better records, but they have just that consistency, the consistency in their training. And then that usually equates to consistency in the actual octagon under the bright lights. And it equals a better record, more wins, more consistent in what they do, more consistent in the way they win as well. So Johnson's sitting here at 18 wins and 13 losses. Of his 18 wins, eight are by KO, TKO, two are by sub, eight are by decision. Of his 13 losses, one is KO, TKO, one is uh, eight is by submission, and four by decision. 
Uh, I would rate him as a better puncher than what his record suggests. Um, maybe not the better finisher. So like I've said, a lot of times uh, a fighter can have good power and not have good finishing skills. So I think he's far and away a better striker than Artem. I don't even think that's in question. The only thing you could worry about is maybe him coming in on the short notice. But this is Artem we're talking about. And just like skill for skill, it's not comparable. Michael Johnson has the better skills. There would have to be something funky going on for me to even really look at Artem. Like uh, Johnson's really overweight. Maybe he had, you know, had injury in camp that he couldn't perform. Um, it, it would have to be something like that where I thought Johnson wasn't going to be Johnson, where he wasn't going to be able to perform like his usual self because usual self versus usual self between these two, I don't think it's a competition. Again, I'm not going to hide the fact I'm not high on Artem at all, but forego that, throw that right out the window. Just when you're looking at the styles, like what Artem brings and what Michael Johnson brings, I don't think they're really comparable. Um, I'm not going to go over their entire records because, like I said, it's 18 and 13 against 14 or 13 and 14. They've been beaten a lot. Uh, they really have. Both of them have been beaten a lot. I, I don't really think it does anything to go over all their wins, all their losses, their last three, their last four. It simply matters who's going to be able to eke out the win against one another when they match up on the fight night card. Of course, I'm favoring. Uh, Michael Johnson. The books did as well. They only opened him as minus 300, but currently, as I'm speaking to you, he's minus 600. So that tells you that the public saw the 300 as a gift because they've pretty much put a good amount of money on Michael, and I think it's going to continue to be that way. If you like Michael Johnson straight and you want to eat the 600, you better do it because I don't really see it going lower. You would have to get into a crazy number probably for Michael Johnson. Or like I said, something screwy with the weigh-in, some type of injury rumor, sickness, you know, weight-cutting problem for money to come back in on Artem. If you do like Artem, you can get the plus 450 on him right now. Uh, we'll go, won't go to a decision. We'll go as minus 155. Fight doesn't go to a decision. It's plus 125. Again, on paper, that makes sense. You can see Artem's only been stopped once. I believe uh, uh, Johnson had only been knocked out once, and he's lost eight by sub. So unless you think Artem can sub him, and Artem only has two subs, then you would expect it to go to the distance. Uh, fight is a draw. It's plus 8,000. Loboff wins inside, 9-1. to one. Johnson wins inside, plus 170. Huge difference there. Huge difference. Johnson wins by decision, sitting right around minus 115. And Loboff wins by decision, plus uh, 760. So those pretty much are in line with what everybody thinks. Uh, obviously, Michael Johnson by decision is favored. I agree with that. You can see, though, his inside is lower. The reason his inside is lower, I don't think it's necessarily because, like I said, he's a huge one-punch guy and just finishes people. But he's got decent enough power, and his striking is leaps and bounds above Artem. And that's the one thing you have to worry about as if he can just outclass the guy and that talent gap is so large that Artem's not, you know, he's not able to take it for as long as the fight goes. Um, I kind of lean towards Artem probably still being tough enough. 
that he's going to be able to take what Michael dishes out at him. I'm leaning towards that Michael Johnson decision line. It's a much, much, much better line than a straight line. Again, the only reason you look at that straight line is if for some reason you think he can stop Artem. Again, on the feet, this really is a mismatch, but just going off what they've done recently. And again, Michael's coming in on short notice, so you don't know if he's just going to go, you know, pedal to the metal. He may pace himself as well. And even though he may be pacing himself, his talent is still so much better than Artem's that he should be able to win that way anyway. So it's not like he needs to actually lose around by pacing. I think he could still pace himself. Still do enough within the round to win the round, and he could do that over you know one rounds, two rounds, three rounds. It's a it should be a three round fight since it's the co main event. Lord, nobody wants to see five rounds of that. I'm sorry, they just don't. So that's pretty much what you're looking at. I always try to give you both sides if you're going to take Artem. Man, that's a tough one, honestly. Normally, I can make a case for each guy, but we're just going to have to go off, you know, the short notice here. And that's where I think you can make a case for Artem. Otherwise, you know, like I said, skill for skill, guy for guy, dollar for dollar, Michael Johnson is the better fighter. But let's go ahead and say something screwy is going on, something fishy is going on, something's just not up and up. With Michael Johnson coming in on the short notice, then I could make a case for Artem. How would you make a case for Artem? Well, it depends. Like, what are we talking about as far as what's going on with Michael Johnson? Would it be that he was, you know, having weight cutting issues, a rumor that he's injured, this type of thing? That that would make a big difference. But let's just say it was a, a weight cutting issue or whatever. I had trouble making weight. Maybe he's not in the best shape. Um, I would still probably take Artem on points. I don't I don't really think his submission game is going to be a real threat and that's where Michael Johnson's trouble is. He has gotten better with his takedown defense and stuff, but he's still at 32 years old and they're both 32. I don't think he's ever going to be a super duper grappler on the ground. I think it's better for him to try to just really perfect that takedown defense a la like, you know, Edson Barbosa or somebody like that who they really don't have the grappling skills to compete with somebody who's been doing it their whole life, but they can make it very difficult for you to get them down. So they use their striking and then they'll try to, you know, sprawl and use that cage to stay upright. And I think that's at this stage of the game, what Michael needs to focus on. I think that is what he's focusing on. So if that was the case, then you would have to think, well, how could Artem win? And then you would have to look at the points again. I really can't make a strong case for that simply because not high in Artem. Again, I don't believe it should be in the UFC. Certainly not the co-main event here. And it tells you a lot that Michael Johnson is a short-notice opponent. And the books still open him as a favorite. And the public still bet him even higher. Like I said, it's about double from what it opened. And also, the UFC Fight Night 138 card. Mwah, mwah, mwah. As far as on paper goes. I mean, seriously, you've got Artem Lobov as a co-main event. What is going on there? That that really tells you a lot about what they think about this card. If Artem's even in the UFC, if Artem's even on this card, man, he should be down way down. He should be fight pass. I'm not even joking. And this has nothing. I'm not talking about Michael Johnson. Again, he has a shitty record too. So if you want to say that, you know, a guy with 18 wins and 13 losses shouldn't be a co-main event or co, uh, yeah, co-main event, you can go ahead and make that case. I'm not going to argue with you. 
but just specifically talking about Artem, this guy should be buried, buried and fight pass. I would put him as the foot. I wouldn't even have him on my card, but if I, if he was for some, if I was being blackmailed, then I had to put Artem Lobov on my, on my card, he would be buried down in fight pass. The number one fight of the night, because I just, I don't, he, I don't know what he brings to the UFC. And hopefully if this fight goes how we expect and Johnson comes out the winner, this is the last we see of the quote unquote Russian hammer. The Russian Hammer with four KOs. Even the name, even his nickname, Stanky. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.